Ladies and gentlemen, we're back for another episode of Good Morning Bushwick. Good Morning Bushwick. And uh, we have a very, very special guest today. And we don't do this often, but I think we should. We should. And we've got to get back into the flow of doing it. But uh, actually, you have the, uh, the honors of being our first guest back on Good Morning Bushwick. Under the new format. Let's yes. give him a round of applause. Yeah, give him a round Saul of applause. Paul is live on Good Morning Bushwick right now. Now, when you talk about the story of a convicted felon going to become a college graduate with honors and now an inspirational speaker, a musician, and now you just released a new book, an autobiography, Be the Change, a story memoir, of... Memoir, memoir. That, that, that sounds, I think that sounds fresher, like memoir. A memoir. It's a nice memoir. Memoir, you know, it sounds bougie, it sounds bougie. So, tell us, how did all of this happen? How did you go from sitting in a cell to now being Saul Paul? I felt the pain, man. Uh, sitting in a cell sucks. People don't talk about it like that, though. You know what I'm saying? I was sitting in that prison cell, and uh, I realized I had been sold, uh, I'd been sold a lot. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the trap up in Houston, down south. Uh, I grew up on Bushwick, a different Bushwick, you know what I'm saying, ghetto boys and whatnot. And uh Seriously? In my community. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. There's another yeah, Bushwick. My community. You know that? Bushwick Bushwick Bill. You know that man. Yeah, I know Bushwick Bill. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh R. I. P. Um but yeah, so you know, I just grew up in a community in a culture where we talked about certain things, we did certain things, I did them. I was good at it. And uh, it led to me being arrested by the FBI when I was 17. Uh, it led to me uh, being locked up in the penitentiary when I was 20 because I succeeded. You know what I'm saying? And uh, as I succeeded and sat in the penitentiary, I realized that they didn't tell me the whole story. Prison sucks. I'm sitting there realizing, contemplating life and realized that uh, my grandmother who raised me, this is not why she made all those sacrifices. So I could, you know what I'm saying, be 21 celebrate my 21st birthday in, in, in prison. So uh, I realized I wanted to succeed. I had to define what that was. And then, uh, you know what I'm saying, I, I figured it out and put it together. A lot of what we call or people call the big homies, the OGs, don't really school the younger generation to truths, man. They're schooling them to, them to their truths, to what they saw, instead of the whole picture truths and that a lot of what younger people do or people and our situations do isn't the end all be all and usually you end up in a fucked up situation as a result but at the same time we also live in age, we also live in an age where it's so easily uh people are so easily manipulated by media we have nothing but social media we have nothing but technology surrounding us at all times and it's a battle for people's attention and once people's attention gets caught up in the streets or whatever bullshit you can't break them out of that frame. It's tough. It's a tough thing to get them out of that, man. And even, I mean, like you said, you so you said I've been sold it, and you realize you've been sold the bill, of, you know, a faulty fo- fo- bill. Yeah, you know you've been sold the lemon, so to speak. It's like buying a lemon. Yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, shout out to uh, to the OGs that make a way, uh, and you know, I'm calling out the ones who don't. Like, uh, like tell the whole story. At the end of the day, just tell the whole story. People don't be telling the whole story. It's like. It's like social media. It's all about angles, right? Like, you see somebody online, like, I'm like, man, they better at taking pictures than you. They're not better. They're just better at taking pictures. You know what I'm saying? They, 
they frame it different. So I'm just trying to tell the whole story. And that's what the book is about, you know what I'm saying? The latest memoir, uh, telling the whole story. Because now people can see, you know, I did a bunch of crazy stuff. I went from parole to passports. I went from being like convicted of four felonies to graduating from the prestigious University of Texas with a 4.0. It's oh, a big deal. Like, that's my flagship university in Texas. And uh, I'm, I'm in our other flagship institution, which was the penitentiary, right? Four felonies to a 4.0. Now I, done, I did two TED Talks. Uh, on the five Super Bowls, man, keynote speaker at Fortune 500 companies. Uh, I'm living my best life, living my dream, and uh, but I like to tell the whole story because I don't want people to just see the shine. They have to see not just the grind, but even the mistakes and what it took to get here. And uh, you know, I, I put in my 10,000 hours, and so um, I realize these are the things that people want to know. Because after I get off stage, after a show, after a keynote. Like, people still have questions, and so in the book, I kind of wanted to speak to that and, you know, saying pull up the uh, pull up the hood. So, of all the things that you've been doing and are doing and will continue to do, what do you think you hold the most dearest? Is it the music? Is that the passion? Oh, or yeah. Is it yeah, I, I love it, man. It's, uh, music is who I am. Music is what I do. Music is my, my language. That's how I speak. Uh... And I love it because I get to do it the way I want to do it. I think probably what I'm most excited about, the, another lie that they sell you is, uh, I mean, it's hard to make it as a musician. But I love coming from that hip-hop culture where uh, in other genres, being a starving artist is somehow, like, lauded and applauded. I'm like, man, that's trash. I'm like, like, nah, this whole not getting paid is not going to work. And, uh, like, yeah, yeah, let's highlight that. Like, I want that to go viral. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's trash. Dudes over here be excited about being broke. I'm like, I grew up, bro. I grew up on food stamps, uh, government cheese, powdered milk. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that. Grew up in the trap, this whole sacrifice. If you're good at something, you get paid well. You know what I'm saying? Like a great athlete. Like, you go get a better contract. So if you're good at it, you should get paid. And Yeah, I think I take most pride in the fact that I get to make the music that I want, that people connect with. And uh, I get paid to do what I love, and I flipped it. You know, I, I'm a I'm a hustler at heart, and uh, you know, like I'm an MC, I spit, I, I, I freestyle, but uh, I didn't want to be boxed in, so I learned how to play the guitar. So that's a part of what I do. I use a loop pedal, cause uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like I, I do it all, You're right? Do it all, show. do it live. So yeah, that's music is music is what I do. Musician with a message is how I uh, how I put it out there. And when you go speak to these Fortune 500 companies, I assume it's for inspirational speeches, right? No, that's the cool part, bro. Like, uh, you know, I, I played ACL last year. Austin City Limits, one of the world's most iconic festivals. I played both weekends. Uh, oh. I played South by Southwest earlier this year, uh, playing, the, playing the folk festival, uh, you know, official next year, whatever, whatever. I play all these festivals. Crazy part is, like, when I go to a school... When I go to a music festival, when I go to a Fortune 500 company, in all essence, I'm literally doing the same set. Dang. So it's not like, <laughs> hey, I did two TED Talks, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can you can Google my TED Talks. One is like TEDx youth, straight up kids, and one is like TEDx women. Shout out to them, but they know what it is. Like, like it was like 99% all white women. And uh, I did the same set, you know what I'm saying? And I, actually, I did the all white women set first. And that Shit. was so dope. That's what got me invited <laughs> to the youth one. That's crazy. That is crazy. I don't. But I, I, don't I think that, that speaks to authenticity, though. Like I like to talk about people. I think that's 
That's my secret sauce is like, man, people are people. Like, we're not all these labels. Just like music. Music is really not labels, man. It's like you feel it or you don't. And if you get caught up in the label, like, oh, I'm this, so I got to do it like that. And this is who it's for. And it's like what's real is real. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's why hip hop, uh, you know, three decades later is a global phenomenon. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like it's real. People connect to it. I mean, other countries, like the world is inter like interconnected now. You can put on Sirius XM or just go on YouTube and listen to some dude spit and not even speak his language. One feel thing, it, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what he said, but brother, hey, I felt that he uh he uh where he works, they play uh they have a night where they let Bra uh, they have some Brazilian DJs and they play like a lot of Brazilian trap and a lot of the Brazilian hip hop. And I really don't understand a lot of what they're saying. But the beach just ring hard and hit, and my brother's like, "Yo, I don't understand it, bro." But you hear this shit, like, and there's like, there are distinct hip hop and like rap styles for other parts around the world, and it's like, it shows thirty, almost forty years later that hip hop is a global phenomenon that shaped the world, that has changed the world, and even changed the way arts viewed. It's yeah, when it's real, you know what I'm saying? When it's so real, much. people feel it. People, yeah. people love it, man, and it's not. I mean. And just remember, everybody said what when it first came out, it was gonna die, it was gonna go away, it was never gonna last. And it's showing longevity. I mean, even even what ten years ago, what hip hop is dead. When Nas started that, people said hip hop was dying. I'll say the hip hop we all grew up on isn't the same, but hip hop has evolved, and I think it's evolved to where there's so, so many subgenres now. And I think too many people, like you said, try to label it all as hip hop, and we can't anymore. But yeah. that comes to not labeling anything. I think that's the perfect uh. segue into tomorrow's podcast so tune in for part two with Saul Paul hey. and uh, we'll be back with another one